Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'm still out here recovering from Thanksgiving. My trip to Fancoma is now only starting to lift, and I nearly had a heart attack when I found out there's only two more weeks until Christmas. Oh, my bathroom scale can't take it, y'all. All she's asking for is a little stability in her life, and I just can't give it to her. Please pack on these pounds responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I went through a pile of dead bodies at the Target Black Friday sale until I found someone moving and asked her if she wanted to hang out. And she is... Confused, but also your cocktail artist, Kaylin. <laughs> and we're so pleased to introduce a new member of the Tunes and Tumblers fam. If you follow us on Instagram, you've already been introduced to his handsome mug, and now you get a chance to hear his sultry voice to match it. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Eric Gallegos to our team. Woo! Hello, hello. Nice hey. to be here. I'll try not to add too many Bad Bunny songs to the What Have I Been Listening To. <laughs> You know what? You can't make us that promise. Eric, welcome. I sure can. Welcome, welcome to the insanity. How does it feel being just thrown into the deep end like this? Um, I'm trying not to uh, verbally portray that I'm like flailing, but you know, we're going to figure it out together. Also, if you end up flailing, that makes you drown faster. I don't know if you know this. Well, sometimes we, uh, you know, can't figure that out. So I did not know that. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll get you some water wings. Oh, also like we all have jobs here right? Ostensibly. We all have to contribute somehow. We all have to contribute somehow. So when you stop flailing, I think we need to know what exactly do you do here? What's your title? Well, you know, Anthony, as soon as I figure that one out, you'll be the first person to, to know that. But for now, we'll just say I'm the one who frequently loses the TV remote in my own apartment. Damn. We, <laughs> we had that problem this morning. <laughs> we all, every team needs one of those. So I'm glad that we have one. But yeah. We and also... if that doesn't work out for me, I can be the one that notoriously burns his frittatas every morning. Ooh. Ouch. You were just bringing so much to the table right now, man. We really appreciate it. I have many talents, most of them un unnoticed, undiscovered. So we'll find all these things out together. You you got to buy all the in whole this set together. <laughs> High School Musical soundtrack. That's not on the playlist. That is God beautiful. Damn it! <laughs> but we have a guest on the pod today who's just had to sit here and listen to our weird banter back and forth for a little bit. I think it's time I introduced him. Our guest today is the lead singer of a five-piece indie band from Miami, just a hop, skip, and a jump from our wayward music stand, Nisaya. In fact, she was the one who turned us on to them, and I'm glad she did. Their moody blend of indie rock swagger and brooding R&B cannot be described as anything less than a vibe, drawing inspiration from the more subdued side of their hometown. They've garnered praise from the likes of Ones to Watch, American Songwriter, and our home sweet home, Atwood Magazine, and have taken the stage at festivals like Wonderstruck, Okeechobee, and Miami's famed Three Points. He's here today to talk all about the band's latest single, Exonerate, a confident yet laid-back jam that signals a new era of music and serendipity for the band. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Robbie Kingsley of The Hales to the pod. Oh, I like it. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for being here. Wh where are you right now? There's a lot of commotion behind you. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sitting in a Thai restaurant in Brooklyn, New York right now. So I'm very jealous. It was, uh, yeah, Absolutely. Food, food was uh, needed. So we had to step in. But if my, if my background noise is too crazy, I can step out. I think it brings a little flavor to the it episode. It feels like we're at a real bar now. Yeah. Yeah, it sure Except does. there's children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we let these children in the bar. Hey man, I don't know if you've been to San Francisco lately, but there's children in bars all the time around That's here. That's not okay. It's really quite off-putting. That's not okay. San Francisco is crazy. It's a weird place. It's a strange place, but it's also my home now. So you know what? We're trying to make it work. We played there earlier this year, and one of one experience. Oh yeah, where'd you guys play at? 
the milk bar in Haight Ashbury. The milk bar. <laughs> do they yeah, serve I milk? Do there? love it there. Can you order yeah. like like a pint of milk? I don't know actually. You can actually order like uh five different types of milk. Uh, they have goat. They have cow. I'm just kidding. I'm oh wait, you were so uh, convincing <laughs> for a second. Do they also have cat milk? They do have cat milk, and they actually milk the cat right in front of you. Oh, my God. I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to mention something before we get into the show. Rumor has it that you and Nisaya actually know each other. Is that true? Yeah, we do. She's, well, I guess through our publicist, Maddie, we've gotten to know each other. And I don't know. She's always been there for us. So it's cool being able to do this now. Yeah, it's such a small world because we've been working with Maddie for a couple years now. And then Nisaya was like, yeah, I straight up went to middle school with that girl. I'm like, how did all of this happen? Magic. So, yeah. It's all magic. We all live on the same round circle. Uh, I it's, almost said circle. It's Sunday morning. It's a, it's a disc, Kaylin. It's a disc. We live a on a <laughs> flat disc. No. <laughs> Look, you know what? The CIA just doesn't want you going down to the South Pole. If you went there, you'd fall right off the edge. You sure would, along with Kevin Bacon. What about the polar bears? But what about the polar bears, Anthony? What about them? Those are in the North Pole. You know, I'd I'd love to keep talking about polar bears, but I think we should move into the bar. Like, let's take that conversation in there. But first, it's time we caught up and initiated the new guy. What has everyone been listening to recently? I have been listening to quite a few actually queer artists lately. I don't know. There's just been like this need to sort of delve into that queer queer space in music for me so i have been listening to honey by k that's k-a-y-e and i've also been listening to hate myself by molly moore because i'm that sad girl all the time this is like your fifth episode and people have very much come to know you as sad girl i always need a hug anthony we're gonna say this every episode i always need a hug Hugs are good, so I mean, it's not bad to need one. Hugs are good as long as there's consent. That's a very good point. Well, while we're having all these consenting hugs, Robbie, what have you had on repeat recently? I feel like, along with everyone on the face of the earth, I've been madly streaming uh, Girlfriend by Hemlock Springs. Interesting. It's like big old TikTok viral moment right now. And that song's amazing. So, But then also, just kind of recently discovered the magic of sky ferrera she is so good oh my gosh i actually followed her or was friends with her on facebook long ago you were friends with her on facebook no no, no not like a you personal friend it was like i i remembered <laughs> like following her because she was she just seemed like so cool and she was very hollywood and it was like i don't know i haven't actually listened to her music since i was probably early college at this point yeah, so the album Nighttime, My Time, I think that's what it's called. But there's a song on there called I Will. It's just like the most perfect, like post strokes, post MGMT, like amalgamation of a great indie rock sound. And like her vocals on it are crazy. So I was just like blasting that the other night. Um, and then also there's a song by a friend of ours that I play a lot called Play My Part by this band called Safety Vapor. Safety Vapor. Okay, I got to write that one down. That's what you need before you have sex. Safety, Safety vapor? vapor. Safety Vapor. It's a That's new correct. it's a new contraceptive. Safety Vapor? <laughs> so that you don't have kids in the bar. Is it just is it just like is it just Does like it Febreze? Do you just spray it in the room No, you spray it on your genitals, Anthony. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Eric, I want to know what you've had on repeat recently. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all don't know me super well yet, but uh, I'm a bit of an old music kind of guy. Grew up with a dad that loved the old soft rock from the 70s type stuff. So trying to branch away from that constantly. Anthony has always been a big purveyor of me doing that. So. When I get introduced to new music, it's usually this guy that's telling me, have you heard this band? You'd probably like them. And I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Guess I'll check him out. He's yet to fail me. So, But this week, um, I've been listening to a couple songs from bands that I have seen recently that have also been introduced to me to by some friends. Um, one of them is called Kevin's Car by Everything Everything. And uh, just the hook is him saying, sleeping in the back of your car. But the sound of his voice is very pleasant. And I just like keep... Uh, that album in, uh, in general just kind of feels very soothing to listen to. But that song in particular keeps coming on and looping through my head. So maybe one day I'll just sleep in the back of my car for the sake of the song. And always a big disco fan myself. So I've had the song Get Down Saturday Night by Oliver Cheatman stuck in my head also. He's making his rounds this week. And uh, it just makes me feel happy. 
So we have the two opposite sides of the spectrum right now. Sad queer music and happy back of car music. That's our spectrum for the day. And music for sex. And music for sex. Music for sex. <laughs> Nighttime, my time. I guess I'll bring up the rear here. What have I been listening to recently? I've actually dove pretty far into Drake's Honestly Nevermind. And I'm going to go on record here and say that I'm not a huge Drake fan. He's definitely made a few of the most enduring songs of the 2010s, but his quality has never been consistent. I really haven't gotten that into Scorpion, Certified Lover Boy, or his new collab with 21 Savage that dropped a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, talking about Drake, I think Volksgeist on YouTube said it best, where he said that Drake is a chameleon, but he doesn't really have a style of his own. Each album is just Drake tries this. Drake tries trap. Drake tries drill. Isn't that his whole Drake life? tries, yeah. Drake he just tries, tries to be in a wheelchair for a while on a TV show. Yeah, it's just Drake yeah, tries. Jimmy from Degrassi. It, it could be an MTV reality show. Drake tries. <laughs> but, I like it. But let's, this... let's pitch that to him, Anthony. New show. Drake tries. Degrassi's amazing, though. It really was. That it was a, a show that changed, changed my Classic. perspective on a lot of things. Eric, were you there that night? When we just like binged like 20 episodes of Degrassi in our friend's living room. Do you mean most of the nights we hung out in 2008? Yes, I think that might be <laughs> true. <laughs> anyway, back to, back to Honestly Nevermind. This album is Drake Tries House. And for the most part, I think it succeeds. It, it's really the most authentic and comfortable he's sounded in a while. He tends to take up a lot of space on his albums, but here he kind of just lays back into the music and lets it carry him. The musical arrangements on this album are just so good. And I've had multiple times where I've just been playing this album on my G JBL at work, and I've had people asking me, like, what is this? This is really good. And I get to watch their surprise when I say, this is Drake. They're like, what? Really? Drake? So yeah, it's not really a Drake album. He's trying something new. I think he very much succeeds at it. It's a vibe. Honestly, never mind. Drake. Wait, what is what is it called again? Honestly, never mind. No, 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 the album. Honestly, never mind. That's the album, but what's the song? Honest Wait, wait what? Wait. <laughs> I thought Hang we were doing a, a like who's on first thing. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no. It's just the album. It's, it's because you said Drake tries house and I was thinking like is he trying Harry's house? No. I think like the big song from that album is uh Jimmy Cooks, which he was actually <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Cooks with uh, with Twenty One Savage. Wait, what? Jimmy is Jimmy, Jimmy is his name on Degrassi. Is that really? Yes. yes. That's the name of his. That's, that's his the name of the song. <laughs> Jimmy Cooks. He's Jimmy back Degrassi, it, whatever it takes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There oh you my go. God. Now I'm I'm embarrassed. Let's go into the bar. <laughs> Let's get out of this line we of screaming children and get into the bar. <laughs> Robbie, did you bring anything to show the bouncer today? Yeah, I got to slip into a little bag I got right here. Oh, damn. Sounds Make like sure drugs. the cops don't see it. Here we go. Here's a little ring. Ooh. Oh, I've awesome. Had, I've, I've had for the better part of two years. It came from a set, like a little gold gold ring set. Oh, actually, I'll show you this chain, too. This chain's from Ocala, Florida. It was like $2 in some weird thrift store. So Nice. I like the little the little cheap jewelry I get. Oh, yeah. It's, it's valuable to you. Yeah. Yeah, you're also, not trying to prove just, anything to anyone, man. There's just something cool about being able to find something that really speaks to you in the bargain bin, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Who would have? Who threw this away? That's like the the things that I find in the dirt lot next to our apartment. <laughs> Expensive <laughs> nightstand. Anthony found a boom pole. Oh yeah, true story. I found like a one thousand dollar boom pole just like in the dirt lot next to my building. Wow! It, I just it was one of those like comedic moments where I just like tripped on something and I'm like, "What is this?" and picked it up. I'm like, "Holy shit! This thing is expensive." <laughs> anyway, it's heavy. It must be expensive. Yes, anything <laughs> heavy is expensive, like my hopes and dreams. But yes, welcome, Robbie, to the Tunes and Tumblers bar. Everything you see in here is brand new, just installed, sourced by our amazing cocktail artist over here. What is what is your favorite detail about this very real bar that I'm pointing at? The the late arriving new little bird thing going on and off. Oh yes. yes. There is the a bird thing here. Bird. We will That's talk about favorite. we will talk about our friend later. He's he's just he's busy. <laughs> he's vibing man he's busy right now we'll we'll talk about him later when we're ready before we do that i think we need some tunes i'm gonna turn the keys of the jukebox over to our new resident music person slash person who burns the frittatas 
Eric, what would you like to put on this jukebox for your very first spin? And did you bring my a very first spin? What an honor! Uh, this week we will be listening to the Hale's newest single, "Exonerate," out now wherever you get your music. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's give it a listen. Did you did you bring a quarter to play it, Eric? I did not bring a quarter as I uh, never have any cash or change on me. Oh, well, you're lucky it's a magic machine, but I do still need change for my meter. Okay, if you need quarters for laundry, I'm happy to send some over for you. Thanks. Um, but I usually use those like weird little apps that you can just spend way too much money on and play like four songs that will inevitably play once I leave. <laughs> Oof. So we were in a bar the other night. And this guy just comes in and sits next to us at the bar and he's like, got the app to the jukebox open and he turns to us. He's like, would you be mad if I just played a ton of Machine Gun Kelly right now? (laughs) I made him a deal and said only if you play a Barnes Courtney song with it because we were waiting to go to the Barnes Courtney show. Oh, yeah, that was dope. But anyway, usually I'm the one who waxes poetic about the song, but I can only listen to myself talk for so long. Eric, what are your thoughts on Exonerate? That's fair. I can only listen to you talk for so long also. But <laughs> Exonerate is a kind of a cool, upbeat song with a strange message that I... Well, not strange, but a message that I feel like all of us can uh, uh, relate to a little more than we want to. Um, I think I read that the song is about someone in in your life that was uh, going through relationship troubles and just refused to sort of listen to your advice and just kind of bared with it. And it's just kind of... Uh, sort of disheartening to, uh, you know, follow up on that. And I can totally relate to that. Anthony certainly knows of some situations that I've been into there. But uh, yeah, no, it's a fun little song. I love the sort of like acoustic beat to it. As uh, uh, disheartening as of a message it can be, it's certainly a little fun to kind of just bounce around to. Absolutely. I'm very excited about yeah, I mean, that was, that was pretty much the, the entire uh, synopsis of the song. It's kind of funny because I feel like the lyrics get a bit nonsensical. Mm-hmm. I actually um, disagree. I, I think they're completely sensical and it's it's repeating itself a little bit because that's how the situation was going. It was very repetitive. It was a cycle that just kept coming back and forth and around yeah. and around. And yeah. It's like, well, I can only say this so many times, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think that might uh that might play into itself, you know. It's like you kind of forget what you're even getting at when you start arguing with a friend, you know. You're like, why did we even why did we even get into this in the first place? Oh yeah. Oh. This is too deep of a conversation for me to have without any alcohol. Kaylin, you have a drink that you've prepared to pair with this song, haven't you? I did. I'm very proud of myself here and our new friend. So what I've prepared today includes one ounce of pineapple juice, a quarter ounce condensed milk, a quarter ounce lime juice, one tablespoon of Danish baked sugar, which is basically a beet sugar, two tablespoons of muscovado cane sugar, which is basically like a brown sugar, but it almost it's darker and has almost like a coffee flavor to it. So it's a little bit more nuanced, less just sweet. It's got almost like that kind of burnt bean kind of taste. And then one teaspoon of bourbon vanilla extract because Kaylin loves vanilla and two tablespoons ground cinnamon and two tablespoons of freshly shaved nutmeg. And it's garnished with a dried uh, pineapple and a lovely drink umbrella that's stuck through a (laughs) sweet and sour pickled beet. And the salt around the rim is a smoked salt and beet sugar. So... You'll blend oh all these. Gosh. I know it's that a lot. That sounds very sweet. <laughs> it's definitely more complicated than most of my drinks that I that I create. Uh, so you'll blend all the ingredients with ice until it's light and fluffy. And we did a rum float. And then there's obviously your lovely umbrella, the pineapple slice, and don't forget your thirsty bird friend. He shouldn't be drinking anymore. He's perpetually drinking, and you guys know how he gets. Come on, come on, buddy. Let's get let's get you out of here. Oh yeah. The day he I- won't listen. He won't listen. Sorry. He's not listening. <laughs> like he me. just wants to go back for more. Sorry. He's too thirsty. <laughs> so the thought that I had about this cocktail really was about how in the song, this friend just kept going back to this relationship and you're suffering watching them 
and you want to interject, but you know that they're just going to keep doing what they want and you can't control your friends. At the end of the day, you can't control anybody and they're just going to keep going back for more perpetually. And it's just going to be a vicious cycle until you set better boundaries for yourself. What is the name of our perpetually drinking bird friend that we got for this cocktail? It's called Punch Me Again. And it's a basically spiced pineapple punch that is pink because of the beets. And it actually kind of tastes like strawberries, which I it does. read is one of your favorite flavors. But also, what is the name of our little buddy? I haven't named him yet. He just came from Amazon this morning. Robbie, what is this boy's name? I don't know. I just keep thinking about Woody the Woodpecker. <laughs> we'll call him Woody. So. I'm getting yeah. strong uh, Pedro vibes for some reason. Oh. <laughs> Rest in peace. Like me, my tío Pedro. Mm. Well, well, l- I want to drink this, so cheers, everybody. Cheers. Salud to you all. And, and cheers to you for making a drink that I am not allowed to drink. <laughs> You're allowed to drink it. It'll just give you tummy issues. Well, nobody wants me to have diarrhea mm. for four hours. Listeners, if you want to know exactly what we're talking about with all of these lavish uh, accoutrements and our little bird friend Woody slash Pedro, what you got to do is check out our Instagram the day after the show release. We're going to be posting a reel showing you exactly how to make this for yourself. That's our shameless plug I think we should just name him Petty. Petty? Yeah. Pedro Pedro Woody. Petty. The bird's name is Petty. Like Tom Petty. Mm. Oh, yes. I like that. Gainesville, Tom Petty. Oh, Oh, that's right. That is a great entry point for our conversation there, Robbie, because y'all are from Gainesville, right? Yes, we are. University of Florida. Yeah. It all comes back to Florida. In the course of reading about your history, you guys are like a very Floridian band. Like there's a lot baked into that. Isn't your, doesn't your name come from your alma mater? It does. Um, So I was in, I was in the dining hall. And I met Zach, and then about a year later, Zach's our drummer, about a year later, I had my own apartment. I got a free poster from some football thing, put it up in my room, so proud of it, kept staring at it. I saw the word all hail, or the two words all hail, and um, I don't know, I just it just stuck with me. So I thought, you know, classic kind of like 60s vibe, like the kinks or the Beatles, you know, that kind of the blank kind of name. And the Hales uh, took the cake. So we, uh, yeah, thanks Florida football. <laughs> there was like that era at the turn of the century too, where it was like a lot of the bands coming out, like the Strokes, the Vines, shins. the White Stripes, the Shins. And that was after the numbers yeah. bands, some 41, Blink-182, plus 44. Three Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind. Third eye, uh, three, three eye blind. Three, three eye. Three, three eye blind. Eyes blind. I have three eyes and none of them work. Drew, you could take um, that out. Don't make me sound dumb. <laughs> Subscribe on Patreon to hear all of the dumb moments. They're not just Kalen's. We each get our own episode of dumb moments. I'm sure there will be plenty coming from me. So <laughs> big blooper reels. That'll be that'll that'll be one of those infomercials that comes on Comedy Central at like 10 p.m. Like <laughs> buy the whole box set of Eric fucking up <laughs> with three easy installments of 49.99. That's that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, Robbie, I charge premium rates. I I'm kind of fascinated with this whole like Florida vibe that is kind of baked into your sound because like not a, I, I don't feel like there are a lot of bands out there in like the public consciousness outside of like against me that really like talk about and claim Florida so heavily what is it about Florida that finds its way into your sound to be honest when we started making music I kind of wanted to be the antithesis of what people thought of Florida you know I don't want the I don't like the whole like, oh, Florida's like crazy, Florida's weird. Cause like Florida has a lot of cool, unique aspects. Obviously, like, you know, it's not where the not where the touristy stuff is, but um I don't know. Um it's kinda at, at times it's kinda hard to claim Florida, but So it's, it's not, not just it's not like, like gonna... it's not just like uh Jason from the good place where it's just keg stands and stealing shit. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, but you know. Well, I think that was specifically Jacksonville, so you know. Right, but we'll have to get a perspective I mean, well, from there. <laughs> Jacksonville, if you spend if you spend a Fourth of July in Jacksonville, you, that that's what you'll encounter, but you'll love it. So. 
Sounds like chaos. Really I might be a little You're too just, old to be doing keg stands anymore, but also too heavy. I mean, just just rent a uh, rent a bike and just get drunk and ride up and down that one street they have. That one street. <laughs> I'm into it. The thing is, I went to school at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and there was a, a name for that. They called that the Tour de Franzia. <laughs> it was just you drive, you, you ride your bike down the road, and you stop at every house there and have a, um, a cup of Franzia boxed wine. Didn't we do that on a Halloween? No, I think we did something I similar. I don't remember. Oh, that was when we went to that party, uh, that toga party that almost no one had a toga at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't stop drinking this cocktail, y'all. The thing is, like, I could swear that there is strawberries in this drink, and there are no strawberries. It's literally no strawberries, but it tastes just like strawberry milk. How do you I'm very do jealous that? that you guys get to drink this cocktail. I don't know. Magic, got... Anthony. It's magic. She sent you the recipe ahead of time. The only person you have That's to thank for fair. this is yourself. Is my stomach? Yeah, the ingredients that I used in this actually weren't totally crazy, really, except for, like, the beet stuff. Mm-hmm. and the smoked salt yeah beet is an interesting choice it does not but... taste like beets at all well i mean when you add a lot of love a lot of yeah. brown spices and brown liquor into a yellow drink it ends up having a not great <laughs> color <laughs> it just doesn't look appetizing so the beet powder and sugar was in part to help out with that color issue but with having the condensed milk in there with kind of all of these sort of unique flavors, it somehow is very sweet, but still like it doesn't give you pineapple. It gives you strawberry. Mm. It's oh, kind of yeah. wild. Interesting. I have no idea that how that delicious, works. Honestly, I mean, I think I think uh, beets and sugar often have a very similar flavor profile to strawberries. So that kind of makes sense to me. This is why I have just wondering, here. could you do it? Could you do it with like a milk alternative? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you absolutely could. That's a good point. Almond, I usually, I'm an almond milk girl, and almond milk does have that sort of sweetness to it. And I would say bump mm-hmm. up your sugar content um, because obviously condensed milk is just milk with sh- fuck tons of sh- sugar in it. It's yeah. just, okay. it's super sweet. Uh, a lot of people think condensed milk is, is not sweet, but the liquid kind is. And actually in a lot of, uh, in Latin countries, the powdered condensed milk is also sweet, whereas here it is not. And that's kind of an interesting fact. But I would mm. say instead of using your oat milk, which might make it be a little bit sour on like the sour bread side, using a, a sweeter milk would probably your, be your best bet. Even a cashew milk would be kind of interesting. It would give it this sort of nutty flavor. Right. I'll definitely give that a go. I'm getting really hungry now too. I'm Robbie. I'm just like watching you go at your. Wh- yeah, did, I'm sort of salivating. You, oh, wait, about we need to know what you ordered now. Now I want to know I, what we're I eating. Ordered, I ordered Padloon sandwich chicken, oh. and we had some spring rolls. Show us a picture. That seems a little no, rude. I'm, I'm sorry. I had to get into it so fast. <laughs> it's probably already gone. Understandably so. You planned your day much better than I have. I haven't eaten anything today, so. <laughs> I had leftover Friendsgiving food. Yeah. Oh. Always a delight. That mac and cheese went so fast. Oh, my God. But yeah, okay. I, I kind of like this is great, but I kind of want to bring it back a little bit to the music. Um, one thing I found really interesting, I was reading about. So you went to school in Gainesville, but you spent a lot of time in Miami. And you've got these two different music scenes coming, like clashing together. I know that Gainesville is very notorious for its DIY scene and Miami is is uh like more like laid back glitzy glamour kind of thing. How do these two different sounds coalesce for you? I think there's like a progression to it. And even when I started like looking at like the history of like Gainesville bands, there seems to be like an aspiration for larger sounds larger venues larger life in general um i think it's cool because like you know we were talking about like tom petty earlier um like even he you know like some of his first recordings were in miami he recorded at a place called criteria that we've also recorded at and then even even outside of that there's like you know there's the aspiration to like new york or la and london or whatever whatever it is you know um which i think is you know i think that's rooted in our band it's like it all starts out at the ground level you know you captivate you know a fun college audience and then they all grow up and you got to grow up with them you know you gotta 
you got to understand what it's like to move to the big city and understand, you know, like how people work in, outside of small little college towns. So that's been a part of our like musical journey in the past like five years. Mm-hmm. And um, it's cool because like, you know, I think the songs, I think the song, if you break down the song, any of our songs into like an acoustic DIY level, you know, you can see the games go in it. But then, you know, when you polish it up with like fun production and ear candy, like you get the, the Miami, you know, the life. So that's uh, that's how I look at it. Are most of your songs, I mean, similarly to the one we're discussing today, are most of those songs personal experiences for you or others in the band? Or is it sort of just these ideas that you think of or things that you're going through in a in a more general, broad sense? Um, I think for the most part, it's drawn from personal experience, but trying to like elevate songwriting, like I'll, I'll uh, you know, ask other people for their experiences and you know like use conversations that are interesting as like a form of influence um and even stuff will come from like our guitarist dylan and i'll you know he'll have a line or two and i'll expand on whatever he's written down and then it provides like a whole new spin on whatever he was getting at in the first place mm. uh-oh oh no the bird fell <laughs> petty petty fell over petty fell over <laughs> oh man You've he's, had enough, he's buddy. He's had too much. Oh no! Speaking of speaking of petty, I was wondering. You know, that's the song was obviously about a specific person that was dealing with relationship problems. Are they still dealing with relationship problems? Are they doing okay? Do they need a consensual hug? <laughs> it's interesting because it was kind of like it was kind of a friend of a friend. So I don't know how they're doing. <laughs> oh, Damn. Well, but... Yeah. Maybe they do need a hug hopefully, then. Hopefully you well. Yeah. Do they know the songs about them? I always wonder that. No, there's, <laughs> there's no way. No. I mean, it's, I think, I think at a certain point too, it's like, it's like, you know, maybe I just picked up on one idea in the moment, but like their idea is completely different of like gauging the situation. So. Absolutely. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I listening to the subject matter of this song, I got to thinking about how like relationships affect one another, not just the relationship that you're in with a person, but how that relationship can affect somebody else. How have you seen that dynamic playing out in your personal life? Do you feel like there's ever really delineating like this one relationship can exist outside of everything else? Weird question, I know. It's I I think I would marry like person to person. Um just because, like, I feel like sometimes it's like you want to watch the drama. <laughs> you crave like, it. It's like watching a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, like, can't maybe, look away. Yeah, like, away. Oh, boy. Like, to be honest, like, now that I'm thinking about, like, whatever I was writing about, like, maybe, maybe even I was, like, battling, you know, whatever I was going through. And it's like, maybe this is making me feel better about my relationships. So, like, using it as um, a distraction like, to take now, away. Because now, now I feel like, yeah you know it's like oh well let me like let me use this situation that sucks and compare it to my situation and like yeah, everything's good you know but like yeah now it's kind of like I, oh I, think, I don't deal with these problems so i must be doing okay sort of yeah thing. and so now that like now that i feel like that line's definitely further for me now cause it's like i'll sit down and like you know talk to a friend or talk to a close you know relative um and actually try to walk them through you know like why things appear bad on the outside but like back then you know i was probably living for the drama so we all need our tea we do need our tea i was thinking also about one reason why these things might make us uncomfortable or dealing with somebody else's drama might make us uncomfortable is if it holds up a mirror to ourselves that we're not ready to look into definitely yeah i agree with that Mm. escapism is escapism is uh real 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 why do you think we like reality television so much i don't like reality television <laughs> she said the, said the girl who's always watching great british Listen, Bake Off. we we always say we hate reality television and then we're stuck in front of the tv for three hours wondering where the time went so great british bake-off is an amazing show yeah, I've been watching Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Oh, that's yeah, oh, that rea- that's the reality TV I don't watch. <laughs> See, I, I would have said that like years ago, but um, I've been roped into it and I love it. I tell you what, the people who say I don't like drama are usually the ones creating all the drama. I have found that to be 130% correct. Well, fuck. <laughs> it's 
It's like the cat who will just like push a, a teacup like off the table while you're not watching. Oops. I want problems. Oh, yes. Problems. <laughs> mm. So oh, we're I kind want. of coming up to the end of the interview portion here. But before we do, I kind of wanted to know, we were talking a little bit about relationships, either ones that can be problematic in our personal lives or witnessing somebody else going through a problematic relationship. And I'm wondering, what is the strangest reason that you've broken off a friendship? And this is a question for everybody. I want to hear everyone's answer. Um, I don't really break off friendships. They just die out. I don't know. You just, you just stop talking to people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not big on confrontation, so... <laughs> me neither we should be friends and then like, God, two never people, talk two to people, each other two people that don't have the ability to bring up confront confrontation with each other that just sounds like you're asking for trouble anthony no we're not <laughs> yeah, we deliberately don't, don't like confrontation we're not asking for trouble <laughs> everybody has uh, for feelings me, uh, and issues. someone asked me to be on their podcast and then uh, i slowly Oops. ghosted them afterwards oh <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> I recently actually uh, had a, I've had a, I have had a few people I've had to cut out of my life. For some reason, people just like to take advantage or, you know, treat you like less than. And recently I had somebody who I felt really strongly about being their friend and I tried to do everything to be a good friend to them. And they decided to just not show up for my birthday that I invited them to two event, two birthday events that I had planned. I invited them to. And the first one they couldn't go to because they were planning their other friend's birthday party that I was not invited to. I remember this. And then they were act- they actually showed up at the bar the day of my birthday. And because there was a line, they left and called me after they got home to tell me that they couldn't get into the bar. And I had like run up front to see where they were and they were already gone. And I was like, wait, you're not even here anymore. And they were like, oh, yeah, I went home. And I was like, well, that wasn't nice. And they basically put it back on me as being the asshole in the situation somehow. So I was like, this is not a good friendship. No, no, no. So there's mine. Anthony, your turn. These are always so such sad stories that come... Come from this I side live, of the room. I live a sad life, Anthony. People, <laughs> I know you. you people just... like to take advantage of people that are just just givers. And Caitlin just doesn't like drama. And I just <laughs> she does not like drama. Don't, I don't like it. Let me see. For me, I'm I'm thinking back to when I was eight years old. I was eight years old, and I was really excited about the new Star Wars movie. That was I was eight or nine. 1999, eight or nine. 99. Yeah. yeah. So you would have been nine, Anthony. Yeah. All right, I guess I'm lying about this story then. No, um, <laughs> I wanted to be Anakin Skywalker for Halloween, and I was talking about how much I wanted to be Anakin. And then my best friend was like, okay, cool, I'm going to be Obi-Wan. And we had like this whole plan to coordinate like our costumes, and then he just ended up taking mine. He's like, no, I, I think I would be a better Anakin. He had like the the helmet from the pod racer and everything. And I'm just like, man, fuck you, bro. Except I was, was it nine years old. He didn't have the high ground. Yeah. <laughs> this was still five years away. Nobody, oh, yeah, nobody had true. the high ground yet. But yeah. Um, yeah. So then you had to go get you had to go get the little Padawan kind of <laughs> little Padawan in the back of your hair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He just showed up on the day at, with like a better Anakin costume. So that sounds mean. Kids are kind of mean. Kids are dicks. Uh, yeah. This is why so we don't allow them. This is why we don't allow them You're in the bar. You're just the worst Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine you, were, you coming with like a homemade costume that was like that. so like your mom made you the costume and you show up with your homemade costume and then he shows up with his like rich parents purchased costume. That's what this sounds like. It sounds movie shitty. Quality. I went to Catholic school, y'all. It was just rich kids and then us. It oh, you did it go to Catholic sounds school. Like, I forgot about that. Sounds like a movie. <laughs> Yeah. Well, enough of this like really depressing part of the conversation. Y'all need to go and listen to Exonerate by the Hales. It's a really chill jam for just like how introspective the subject matter is. That chill seems to and be splashy. Chill and splashy. Also, yeah, I'm very into that sort of thing. Um, like just a small uh divergence here. Uh, there's a lot of Mexican music out there that I listen to with my family, and so much of it, like you don't understand the language, you're just kind of listening. So I'm like, this seems very happy and exciting, and then you actually listen to the words. I'm like, 
oh, this is horribly depressing. Why is he so happy about this? Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't give up the same exact vibe, but there's always just something about that juxtaposition in songs where like, it's a happy sort of thing, but what you're talking about is a little bit like, oh, this is kind of unfortunate, but I guess it sort of helps for me anyway, sort of process the way in which you kind of feel about that. And so that's kind of a fun, uh, I think that's something that I particularly enjoyed about this song. So that was pretty cool. I like that a lot. Being upbeat about dealing with your problems. It's the way to go. It's the way to be. Do you find that processing element kind of comes through when you're able to pair maybe more serious subject matter with an upbeat song? Absolutely. We're, we're always about juxtaposition. Mm. Um, but like basically the story I always tell is that like everybody wanted to like everybody that wanted to make a music video for younger wanted to make it like super happy and super uh like fun and like bring in like kid actors and stuff and I was just like no we're not doing that <laughs> we're not bringing children on this set <laughs> absolutely not yeah and so then uh and we we made it like a movie mystery like thriller kind of thing but oh, that's really yeah cool. so I mean basically like that's kind of that's definitely a theme of our like project or group you know the hails is like you know trying to like you know show show the you know the juxtaposition between uh i don't know happy sad good bad whatever you know yeah sort of that uh complex motions do in fact exist yeah basically that's what we're all so, about. So yeah, that, that's a, something I definitely always think about, and what I try to you know do lyrics as. I like that we're talking about complex emotions because it's a great time to go into our segment that is all oh, about complex my emotions. Favorite. <laughs> Who is ready to play a game of hashtag mood? Me 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 me. Hashtag me. mood. Well, as always, we have to thank the great Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for gifting us that amazing Hashtag Mood theme song. What is Hashtag Mood, you ask? Hashtag Mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers hotline inbox slash Instagram DM dump, whatever, like where people have just left us moods, things they've been going through, things on their mind. The, the circumstances of their life right now, we're going to take one of those and we're going to create the ultimate playlist to match it. Each of us gets a chance to pick one song to match that mood. And we have a couple picked out right now. I have this first one all queued up and ready to go. Who would like to hear it? Me. All right. Let's do it. Give us singer slash songwriters struggling to be heard some hope at Kyle and Husky. Give us singer slash songwriters struggling to make it some hope. Or struggling to be heard? Struggling to be heard, some hope. Give us singer-songwriters struggling to be heard, some hope. I'm going to go with Only Hope by Mandy Moore. Ooh, that's a good one. There you go. I'm going to say, there's another one that I found from TikTok. Um, This girl, Sarah Creed. The song is called 2AM. 2AM, Sarah Creed? Creed. C-R-E-A-N. Creed. Sarah Creed. I think that TikTok songs are really good ones to choose because that's like the ultimate that's like the ultimate land of hope for singer-songwriters struggling to be heard because like anyone can like go viral there. Anyone can get their song heard. I mean, it's all random chaos, but there are these bands that have been just like struggling in obscurity for years and years and years who suddenly have major label deals because like a song got picked up by a bunch of teenagers who are like doing fit checks to it. I mean, there's also the the side of it where artists who aren't getting the appreciation on social media that they would potentially want to be that successful, like it's it's there's so much noise. And the few people that do make it out of that, it's like the few people who made it out of YouTube or the few people that made it out of whatever came before what of of what was before YouTube? Was that WordPress? WordPress? Tumblr. WordPress. Tumblr. I haven't been in WordPress since oh before exactly. you Exactly. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like there's always something that people are latching on to to get their music from. And it makes it sometimes hard because in those apps, people get songs viral, but then all the other stuff is hiding behind that. 
And so there are artists that I've personally spoken to who have been like, yeah, this kind of TikTok thing sort of sucks because like I have to be on it all the time and it takes away from me making the music that I want. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Mm. It is. It's a bit of a catch-22, but I think the more the better, you know. Yeah. The more ways for people to connect with you, the the better. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of A&R completely. <laughs> oh, yeah. So unnecessary. I've got one. This is from the great American pop rock band Smash Mouth. It's uh, from their 2003 record that nobody listened to, but I have it. Uh, the name of the song is Hang On. Oh, I Yeah. Just hang on, hang on, hang on, everybody yeah. just get on, get on, get on, get started and go on, go on, go on. That's now so, we know. Yep. Things are it's getting weird. Things are getting tough. Nothing's making sense, but you keep on looking up. It's a very hopeful song. Um, also, Smash Mouth used to be my favorite band when I was like 12, 13 years old. So. I mean, who wasn't? Right? Understandable. Yeah. But yeah, that's Shrek my pick. Shrek come out. Uh... <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with, speaking of uh, viral trends uh, and songs, I'm going to go a little old school with mine and just say Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Mm. Yes. Always go. a good one to kind of, I don't know, for me, it feels very cathartic listening to that song in general, um, but also hopeful as well. So follow your dreams. Don't let them be dreams. <laughs> I like this playlist, everybody. We got We got some good stuff going on here. But, you know, if with your permission, Robbie, I have one more that we didn't get a chance to run through the speech-to-text, text-to-speech assistant Gail over here that I just, I found when I was scrolling through things, and I really want us to try it. Can we do it? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. This one comes to us from at Screw Tucker Carlson. Horny and lonely at Screw Tucker Carlson. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you, at Screw Tucker Carlson. <laughs> lonely and horny. What What is a lonely and horny song? I mean, you're just horny by Gale, obviously. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, my, uh, I'm already going to break my promise from earlier. I'm going to reference a Bad Bunny song. <laughs> uh, it's called Ojitos Lindos. Um, it features Bomba Stereo. Uh, it's a great song, um, but it often is a song I listen to when I am lonely and horny. For us uh, non-Spanish speakers, what does the title actually translate well, he doesn't to? Mean those means beautiful eyes. Mm. Right. So he's talking about... Uh, it's been <laughs> Yes. <laughs> basically. Um, but one of the lines is in the in the song, I think, I think I don't know if it's the first line, but he said, Hace tiempo que no agarro nadie de la mano, which is, it's been a long time since I've held anyone's hand. Right. Mm. And so the whole song just goes through how he's sort of in love with this person and he feels lonely, but wants to be with them. So and that he wants their titties. Yeah, he does talk about them <laughs> fucking in the song too. So because it is bad money, and because the song titles, you have beautiful eyes. Yeah, <laughs> she exactly. has great big eyes. tracts, tracts of, land. of land. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, do you have a song for this mood? Yeah, I'm gonna say um, "Pro Freak" by Smino. Ooh, I have not, not heard familiar. that one. It's a new one. It's off a new album. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just love it. But <laughs> it's I don't, mood. Know, I don't know if it, I don't know if it fits the mood. <laughs> Robbie, I really like that you kind of just go off of vibes with this. Like that's what makes this one fun. Yeah. I, I mean, was... maybe maybe just the fact that it says "freak" in the title, but yeah, could be that. That might uh, be it. Yeah, I'm down with that for sure. Bringing up the rear here, my pick is going to be "Crash Dive" by former guest of the pod Luna Aura. We talked a little bit about this song, and she was like, "Look, this song is just about me being like a dirtbag at two in the morning, like calling dudes on on my phone to like try to get them to come over." And I'm Beautiful. like, "You know, we need more." Like we need more female representation of like being a dirtbag at two in the morning. So yeah, there's actually a new like show I saw a billboard for that is college girls sex life or something like that. It looks kind of terrible, but I'm also curious if my college sex life is going to be depicted at all or Which if it's just was... well, when I was in college, I was a bar fly. I would just at least three to four nights a week, I would just be hanging out at a, bo- a local bar where I would meet up with my friends and we would all just get two drinks to start so that we didn't have to go to the bar back to the bar as quickly because it would get so crowded. Or there were two nights minimum a week that I was also going out to the club. The club. The club. The club. The club. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was not my college experience. Yeah, that was my that Mine was my either. college years. 
<laughs> Eric and I Eric, were going to. You just finished college like a day ago. Well, I was also in college ten years ago, so. <laughs> so it was the, a vast. The second time around was much less here. exciting. There's a broader range, I think, to your college experiences. There wasn't just one time; it was a long time. Well, I mostly just mean the stereotypical years when you are supposed to be away at college. There's no supposed which to be, I was. Eric. Some people stay at home. That's unfortunate for them. And they're mostly Elon Musk fans. Ew. Anyway, Tunes and Tumblers fam, do you have a mood of your own? Leave us a message by calling or texting our hotline at 626-604-6477. Or just follow us on Instagram and give us a mood when we ask for them in our story. Drew is trying to build us a whole library of moods, so please keep them coming. And who knows, your favorite artist just may make you your own personalized playlist on the air. Well, Robbie, thank you for hanging out with us today. I hope you enjoyed the cocktail we made. And uh, Thanks, I know. I do. Yes, and we vicariously <laughs> shared your Thai food with you as well. It was quite yes, delicious. Did. But before, it was. <laughs> before we close up for the night, I just want to ask, like, does anyone have any lingering thoughts? Robbie, do you and the Hales have anything you'd like to plug right now? Yeah, um, we're playing an awesome Miami Beach New Year's Eve show with Magic City Hippies, so... Hell Anybody yeah. in the area, come out to that. It's going to be amazing. Can you have Maddie pay our airfare? Absolutely. It just <laughs> just in, in, invoice her. We'll just, we'll just bunk with N- Nasaya. I think she lives in like, uh, I think she lives in like um, Tampa Bay area, which well, is a little bit of a hike, yeah. right? I don't know if Florida. Yeah, four hour geography. drive. Aren't just there, four hours. Wait, are oh, there any, wait, aren't there any trains in Florida? Can't you get hop on a train somewhere in Florida? Kaylin, oh, this no. is the United States. There's no trains here. <laughs> well robbie once again thank you for sharing your evening with us this has been really great thanks guys i had a great time thank you robbie and thank you all for listening to tunes and tumblers tunes and tumblers is an atwood magazine podcast and a member of the pantheon podcast network be sure to follow us atwood and pantheon on every platform also please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts it helps us out so much And if you would like to support the pod, go directly into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom where you'll find a link where you can give us delicious, nutritious monies to help keep the show running and buy supplies to make these delicious drinks. Please, they're expensive. (laughs) Tunes and Tumblers (laughs) was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. cheers! Because it's too late You're too late